Sacramento. Hello and welcome to the 916 Republic podcast. I'm your host, Nolan, uh, and I'm excited to be introducing this week's guest, Alicia Rodriguez. Uh, Alicia is a full-time reporter for SB Nation. She covers the Republic as well as LAFC, the LA Galaxy, and the San Jose Earthquakes. Uh, Scott and I talked with Alicia about her background covering professional soccer in California. Um, We spoke a little bit about the difference between USL and MLS. Uh, We asked her what's been the biggest surprise uh, since moving to cover the Republic full-time and also talked with Alicia about her perspective on the miracle at Bonnie, which was interesting because she was a journalist covering the LA Galaxy and the LA Galaxy 2 at the time. So um, it was really insightful to hear what she had to say about that uh, night that is so fondly remembered by the Sacramento loyal. Yeah, so we really appreciate Alicia coming on the show, uh, and hopefully we'll be hearing from her more often in the future as hopefully the MLS season gets back underway at some point, um, and we need to call in an expert to bring us up to date on all things uh, MLS that are going on in the state of California. Um, Yeah, and around Sacramento because Sacramento will be playing those MLS teams in the near future. Um, But before we get into the interview with Alicia, Scott has a quick announcement for everyone. Yeah, so we are now a part of the Beautiful Game Network. And if you don't know what that is, it is a collection of of independent podcasts that all cover soccer. I think almost every USL championship team is represented. A lot of the USL League One teams are represented. A lot of Major League Soccer teams, NWSL teams are represented. And so what that gives us is a connection to all of those people so we can have um, different kinds of guests on. And it gives us the opportunity to get our name out there a little bit more. And... Um, it also gives us an a- some access to a few more sponsors. So the Beautiful Game Network is sponsored by uh, Roughneck Scarves and uh, Icarus FC, I believe is is how it's pronounced. Um, who are they? They make uh, jerseys. So uh, that gives us as podcast hosts the ability to bring um, different types of content and um, hopefully better quality content. So. Um, especially in this time where there's no soccer going on, we should be able to um, continue to give you guys great interviews um, and great stuff to listen to. So uh, we, again, are now a part of the Beautiful Game Network. Go check them out. Uh, BGN.FM is their website. Um, They're also on um, Twitter and, you know, social media and everything like that at BGN. And um, so, yeah, we are now a part of them. We are super excited. This has been one of, Uh, our goals to become a part of the beautiful game network for a while now. And um, we couldn't be more happy with how our podcast has grown. And we are just excited that um, being a part of the beautiful game network, we will hopefully allow it to continue to grow. So check them out on uh, social media and check us out on social media, 916 Republic on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, uh, Patreon, all of those things help us to grow, help us to, um, have a little bit bigger reach, which gives us a bigger impact when, uh, talking with players and coaches and, uh, uh, former players, former coaches and people that cover the team. Um, the more people know us, uh, the more people, um, we can hopefully get on the show. 
So uh, give us a follow, give us a like, retweet, whatever it is. Uh, and with that, we just have one more uh, quick message and then we will get to the Alicia Rodriguez interview. All right, and we are joined now by Alicia Rodriguez of SB Nation, and I guess multiple sites under SB Nation. Um, Alicia, why don't you just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me on, first of all. Um, appreciate the invitation. So like you said, I work for SB Nation now, um, and at present, I'm uh, actively writing on five different sites. Um I'm writing on the Sacramento Republic site, Indomitable City Soccer, um, as well as the MLS teams, um, Angels on Parade for LAFC, LAG Confidential for the LA Galaxy, and Centerline Soccer for the San Jose Earthquakes. And then I have dipped my toe into NBA coverage um, by chipping in on uh, Clips Nation for the LA Clippers. So uh, I'm wearing many hats at this point, let's just say. So you said, just to, just to clarify, that you cover the Earthquakes, the Galaxy, LAFC, Sac Republic, and the Clippers. Yeah, obviously to varying degrees. Um, I'm I'm the soccer person, basically. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty hardcore on all the soccer sites. I would definitely say at this point for the Clippers, I'm, um, you know, sort of helping out at this stage. But uh, but no, very, very uh, heavily into the all the soccer stuff right now. Awesome. Well, how did you get into writing for SB Nation and just covering sports in general? Yeah, so I was um, I was in grad school. Uh, it was about a decade ago, and um, I was looking for something to do, some sort of hobby or something to kind of blow off some steam. I was reading um, all these independent soccer blogs that were around at the time. Most of them aren't around anymore. Um, and I was reading them, and I was like kind of arrogantly thinking, you know what, I can do this too. <laughs> I think I could write about soccer. I think it'd be interesting. Um, so I started reaching out to people and I got some opportunities and basically one thing led to another. Um, within about, well, less than six months, I'd say about three or four months from when I started um, writing about MLS, um, I was offered a paid job. And then um, a couple years after that, the the Pay job. The first paid job was with SB Nation um, to run what was then the Chivas USA site, and then a couple of years after that, um, I worked for uh, MLSsoccer.com too. So up until um, the first of this year, I, I was doing double duty, working both for SB Nation um, in a reduced capacity, not what I'm doing now, and then also working at MLSsoccer.com doing editing, writing, uh, working on games, all that kind of stuff. So um, I've been doing it for not quite a decade, but um, getting pretty close to the anniversary. So uh, it's kind of funny to look back and, and sort of see how long I've really been at it. Um, in some ways, it feels like it's been, you know, two weeks. And in other ways, it feels like it's been forever. But um, but I'm having a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I'm basically doing what I love. So I, I'm really, really lucky. A follow-up question to that is what led to you going uh, full-time working for SB Nation uh, this year? Because I remember there was like a little restructuring um, that was announced 
uh, at the end of the year in the state of California and stuff. I just, I'm still unclear on what all that was about. So I don't know if you have any insight on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically the reason why I switched to my new role at SB Nation is because the um, state law that uh, restricts freelancers, um, SB Nation decided to restructure everything as a result. So um, I was at one point laid off from SB Nation and um, wasn't sure if I'd be able to continue working for MLS either um, to eventually getting this new position at SB Nation. Um, And so we've turned our California operations into basically like a, a, its own newsroom uh, Mm -hmm. within the company. So everyone who works on uh, California stuff, um, we work together. And um, that's kind of why I am doing all the soccer sites suddenly. (laughs) And then, um, like I said, I was, I'm helping out with the Clipper site as well. Um, You know, we're, we're, we're trying something different and uh, new. Um, Hopefully, you know, people, I know at the time when the initial news kind of went down, it was it was pretty rough. Um, it was rough for me too, as somebody who was kind of being affected directly as well. Um, and I know for me, it turned out okay. I know for a lot of people, it didn't. So um, you know, it, it's a it's a de- delicate situation for sure. Um, the good news is for the Indomitable City Soccer site, um, we still have a quite a few people who had been working on the site before involved with social media, um, you know, going to games, obviously there's only been one game so far this year, but um, you know, and, and still participating with us, which I think is really great. Um, So they still have a role, but obviously it's a, it's a different situation than it used to be. And given my position, um, you know, I'm doing a lot of the heavy lifting on writing and that is totally fine because that's my job. Awesome. Well, let's just, Get into it then. Um, what would you say is the biggest difference right now between Major League Soccer and USL? I would definitely say the biggest difference is the maturity levels. Um, you know, as somebody who, so I've been covering MLS pretty hardcore since 2011. Um, even in that time, it's changed a lot. And I think like the quality of play. Um, obviously we've had an explosion in, uh, expansion over that span. Um, you know, different tactics being used, like around the time when I really started covering it pretty hardcore, almost every team used like a four, four, two, you know, pretty like (laughs) standard kind of traditional at the time tactics, that kind of thing. And today it's just so different. Um, in contrast, because USL in the current guys isn't as old. Um, I think they're kind of just going through their own growth curve at this point. Um, and I'll say that I've been covering USL hardcore since like about 2015. That's when I really started covering the league very closely. Um, you know, obviously kind of kept an eye on things prior to that, but, um, you know, I, I, I basically went on a, a USL beat starting in 2015. And even in that span, I mean, you guys, being Sac Republic fans, you'll probably understand this as well. I mean, the league has changed so much in just five years, you know, like I started covering um, Orange County and at that time they were the only team in the West coast. Right. (laughs) And, you know, since then the league has just exploded in size. Um, I think the professionalization standards have have gotten a lot better 
uh, much like MLS that's grown over time as well. But I think USL obviously has a lot of room for growth still. Um, I think at some point they will approach what MLS looks like now, but, you know, by that point, MLS will probably have progressed, you know, almost certainly will have progressed itself quite a bit by that point. So, Um, but yeah, I, I just think the difference is kind of the maturity levels, the professionalization standards, that kind of thing. They're obviously not, they don't have the same exact, um, objectives and ambitions, but I think that you can see a lot in common in general when you look between uh, professional league, soccer leagues in the United States and North America um, and kind of the ones that stick around, how they grow and mature and improve over time. And um, yeah, again, I think that's the biggest distinction at this point. So then just piggybacking off of that really quick, um, what would be some of the changes that fans should expect um, in the next couple of years as Sacramento gears up to make that jump into uh, a more just a league that's just been around longer and has experienced um, more of the ups and downs than they're a bit more firm in Major League Soccer? So what are maybe some of the things that uh, Sacramento Republic fans can expect to see change with the club? Yeah, I think one of the things that's going to be really interesting to see is we used to have this idea that an MLS, an expansion team that was starting from scratch, you know, that is a, a team that didn't exist prior to joining MLS. Um, usually those teams struggled a lot more than the teams that had moved up from, you know, usually USL. Um, I think at that time, at that time, uh, Montreal was coming from the NASL. Um, and in the last few years, that's reversed, right? So like Atlanta United, LAFC, We'll see with Inter-Miami. They're the latest um, example. Um, in the case of Atlanta and LAFC, they basically set, like, they've set the curve so high that um, it's it's really tough for new expansion teams to, to you know, make a case that, like, okay, we're just going to enter the league, we're going to do the best we can, and then eventually we're going to be competitive, right? Like, that was the paradigm for expansion teams, for the most part, prior to, you know, the last like three years or so. And um, now I think it's it's going to be interesting to see how teams like Sacramento, Nashville, um, you know, how they adjust to going from that move from one league to another league. How many players do we carry over? You know, do we, <laughs> do, is it worth it to be uh, loyal to the players that, you know, we brought um you know, from the prior league, or do we need to like make a clean break and basically treat this as a brand new team? Um, even Minnesota, who you know made the switch, they got rid of almost everyone from their um, NASL roster, but they still like really did a terrible job building their first um, MLS roster. So, I mean, they were basically like starting from square one. So for me. I think that's the biggest um, challenge first to see how the teams that um, already exist, how they adjust in the you know next year or so year or two um, before Sacramento gets in there and see if there's any kind of particular lessons or examples of what to do or what not to do um, they should follow. And then, um, yeah, I mean, it's just going to be a matter of like having the money, having the right people in charge and, you know, finding that roster that can compete um, as quickly as possible, um, assuming Sacramento doesn't want to be Cincinnati and 
kind of languish at the bottom of the table all season, which I imagine they don't. Um, yeah, that that's, I think, to me, going to be the most interesting development as, as we watch them approach MLS. That's interesting. You mentioned LAFC, and were you covering the team when they first entered the league? Was that two years ago? Yeah, so I so I previously covered Chivas USA, and then right. I covered them until they died, and then I waited until LAFC came around. So Thanks. I was, uh, yeah, pretty pretty into the minutia of, of LAFC. Um, yeah, and then they built a new stadium and everything for their first season in 2018. Dang. Have you been to a game at the, is it the Bank of America Arena? Bank of California. California. Bank yeah. of California, that's right. Yeah. Dang. Um, yeah, I have. Uh, it's a really nice venue. Um, I wish I could go to more venues. I mostly have worked remotely and, you know, get to do the local games here and there. But um, no, it's a great, it's a great stadium. I think um, there's been a lot of hype uh, paid to it. Um, and I think probably people outside of the fan base probably hate that. But <laughs> I think there's a lot to back up the uh, the hype. Um, you know, it, it is pretty cool to go there, uh, to be in the city, um, to have that kind of peekaboo corner of the LA skyline. Um, it's a pretty intimate setting. Um, yeah, it, it's really nice. So, yeah. Dang. Well, I, I have a question um, just about your time so far covering the Republic. I know it, it hasn't been uh, super long, and now with games not being played, there's not a, a whole lot to observe. But what, if anything, has surprised you most about covering the team um, since you started at the beginning of this year? Like, you obviously knew about the team and followed it loosely uh, in your coverage of the other California USL and MLS teams. But yeah, what, what's been the biggest surprise so far? Just about anything. Um, I, I don't want to sound too like, I don't want this to sound too simplistic, but um, <laughs> after the first game, so it was a 1-1 draw, obviously um, Sacramento had the lead and then they conceded late. Um, I thought the goal that they gave up, you know, that was like one of those killer ones where yeah. just the other team had a great play, right? Like, yeah. Of course it was a breakdown, but it was one of those like a great through ball and then the right person to finish it was there. And, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing happens, right. Especially on opening night. So when I wrote my recap about it, I was like, you know, it's a point, it's, you know, a nice starting point. And uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the fans were like, what are you talking about? It was like, <laughs> you know, it was like basically a loss. They should have won that, you know, oh, what a waste. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I think, I mean, I think it was a good lesson for me because not that I didn't think there were high standards. Of course, I know that there's high standards in Sacramento. Um, but I do think that as given my position, even with the, you know, my own teams, um, I tend to have a little bit of a reserve, you know, if it's like, okay, if I'm thinking about it rationally, you know, a, a, a draw, a one, one draw at home on opening day, that's a pretty good result, you know, not mm. perfect. That's pretty good. Whereas it was, it was a little bit of a wake up to be like, no, what are you talking about? That was terrible. And I was like, okay, I mean, I, I still maintain it was a decent result, but um, I, I hear you, um, which was good because again, I think, you know, I talked to Mark Briggs um, before the season and he was like, yeah, expectations are sky high here, you know? And it's like, okay, that's a good reminder that um, they are. And that's, I think, I think that's a good thing because, um, you know, typically fan bases where expectations are kind of middle of the road, tend to have a lot of struggles. So, um, yeah. you know, holding the club accountable, um, I think is, is a good thing. 
Yeah. So um, speaking of another game, uh, Nolan and I recently rewatched the 2014 USL semifinal uh, game against the LA Galaxy 2. And you said that you uh, were, you've been covering um, the Galaxy and, you know, before that Chivas and um, San Jose for a while. And we were talking just before the the interview started and you said that, you know, you were kind of covering LA Galaxy 2 from a distance, but you were covering them um, during the time that Sacramento and LA played. And one of the things that stood out from this game were no, for Nolan and I is that Sacramento was actually pretty lucky, but I'm interested to hear from someone that was watching this game from the LA Galaxy 2 perspective. Did you Do you share, share that sentiment that Sacramento got lucky or maybe LA Galaxy 2 were unlucky? Well, I think that um, probably in any game where you collapse – you know, <laughs> there's yeah. probably some sort of luck involved for the team that makes the comeback. Um, the comebacks have been big this week. Like I was, um, I've been watching a lot of the uh, archive games that like, you know, various leagues have been putting out and like MLS put out the biggest playoff comeback earlier this week. Um, and I watched that one. And then I thought about Miracle at Bonnie and I watched, you know, I watched that and um, wrote about it. And yeah, I mean, I think on some level it's, um if you were to have a great game, you probably wouldn't have gone down big to begin with. Right. Um, and then you probably need some element of luck to, to get back into it, whether it's drawing multiple penalties and, you know, having those called or, um, you know, just having the other team switch off long enough for you to, you know, get a couple goals and um, push through to, you know, to get the, the go ahead one, whatever it may be. Um but I think that game is really interesting because, you know, maybe things may have ended up the way that they did uh, anyway, but I think it's kind of like, to me, that's sort of a turning point game because if you remember LA Galaxy 2 and Sacramento Republic were both new. Uh, Galaxy 2, they were the first MLS 2 team, right? And at that time, we weren't really sure if MLS two teams were going to be stronger than the independent teams. If they were going to be, you know, pretty much the same, if they were going to be weaker. Um, I think over time we've seen that in general, MLS two teams are weaker, although there are exceptions. There's been, you know, a couple exceptions that either make it the title games or go, you know, actually win it like uh, Real Monarchs did last year. So to me, that was kind of an interesting moment in time because I feel like as the independent team, Sacramento was like, okay. Also they had Precky, right? Like I'm familiar mm -hmm. with Precky, you know, never say die. Like, you know, we are not going to just hang our heads and play out the rest of the game. Like we are going to fight until, you know, the final whistle kind of attitude. Um, but I think it was a situation where obviously I think the LA galaxy two wanted to win, but like on some level it's like, Hey, we're the reserve team of the MLS team. Like, easy come, easy go, you know? And I think for mm. Sacramento, it was like, okay, we need to win this game. And I think that that, you know, the intangible desire, that sort of thing won out. And I think that really it helped propel Sacramento Republic to obviously to the title in 2014. And then, you know, eventually to getting MLS. I mean, I really think that that was, it was that, you know, maybe it's not just that game that led to all of this, obviously, but I think that it's kind of one of those like sliding doors moments where who knows, maybe USL would be totally different 
um, you know, if not for the miracle at Bonnie. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Well, Nolan, do you have any other questions before we uh, let Alicia go for the afternoon? Uh, maybe just how we can uh, connect with you on Twitter, Instagram, whatever platforms you guys are on. Either your, I don't know how active you are on Twitter, but the ICS account, I think, is on there. Is it at Indomitable City Soccer? Uh, you can look up Indomitable City Soccer, but um, the actual handle on Twitter is at Blurbs Indomita, B-L-U-R-B-S-I-N-D-O-M-I-T-A. Um, and you can follow me, uh, my personal account, at Soccer Musings um, on Twitter. I, as the account indicates, talk mostly about soccer. Um, and, you know, for the most part, I follow American soccer, MLS, and USL hardcore. When the games are in session, I watch pretty much all of them. Um, can't watch all the USL ones, but I try to take in as many as possible. Um, and then I try to watch every MLS game if I can. So um, try to wow, keep up so with everything. Cool. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, be giving my musings about soccer on there uh, pretty regularly. Awesome. Well, we'll, we will link those in the show notes as well. Um, but yeah, I'm, I think I am good. Scott, anything else? Yeah. I just we... want to say, um, you know, the, the three of us, me, Nolan and, and Zach, uh, were talking, you know, before uh, the season started and we were really wanting to, um, find someone that was that had way more expertise in Major League Soccer than we did because in talking with a lot of fans, a lot of people said that they they just didn't know anything about Major League Soccer and they didn't even know where to begin. So this is kind of hopefully the the start of having um, Alicia on. You know, hopefully something like um, once a month or once every other month, just to kind of keep us up to date on what's going on in Major League Soccer. Uh, you know, what are the things that we need to be aware of and especially because Alicia covers the three California teams uh, you know it's it's good to have her on so follow everything that she does even if it's you know an earthquakes thing or LAFC or the galaxy you know she's going to be way more uh, in the know than somebody that writes uh, nationally so um, Alicia thanks for coming on the show yeah thanks for the endorsement I appreciate it but um, <laughs> no for sure um, yeah I mean like I said I I get to do some cool stuff that I love doing. So I am happy to chat about any um, Sac Republic happenings, MLS, USL, you name it. Um, that's that's what I'm here to do. So uh, thanks again for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Yep. All right. Talk to you soon.